what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, uh, just people in and around the world that are really in their thing. They're on their vibe. They're they're out of the box thinkers. They're anti status quo. You all that are listening, you know it. You get it. You're constantly building on yourselves, figuring it out along the way. And each week, our guests that come on the show are the same way. They're no different. And that's been a big proponent of the show is that I never wanted to glamorize and glorify in success, as you guys know, that it's always been about, you know, the journey of anything that we believe in and what we're building on. And, you know, we're constantly evolving in the process, you know, who we're becoming as we're building something that we believe in. And so I'm grateful that every week these guests come on and they share. I mean, (laughs) some of them share some of their deepest, darkest, uh, most intimate, you know, moments and whatnot uh, along the way. And they're happy to. And I always encourage each and every one of you guys to go and follow, like, interact with them. They come on the show to, to have a relationship as well, to like to, to connect with all of you guys. Uh, and I really appreciate you. For anybody that's new that's tuning in, you guys, uh, I'm Matt Gottesman. I'm really uh, excited to have you here. You guys can connect with me on Instagram at Matt Gottesman um, for all the different things that I do or at HDF Magazine, where a lot of times we're having conversations on creativity and entrepreneurship and how it's impacting culture. Uh, or at Hustle Sold Separately. I appreciate also each and every one of you guys with all the ratings and reviews. You guys are are cool. The show is growing uh, fast these days, and I, I just I really appreciate it. And fast in our world and the way we want to do things, not you know always with the way that the rest of the world sometimes moves in, in chasing numbers. So we just have such a steady growth, and I'm, I'm appreciative of that. And we have another great guest today, uh, of course, uh, Jennifer Prince. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into her, you know, her, her background here. She's founder of Institute of Aesthetics. Um, but we're going to be talking about helping others as your fastest and surest way to growth. Now, we've talked a lot about this concept in probably a multitude of different ways. But um, I think it's often overlooked when you really look at the most successful people what they have been able to do in business or in any service-oriented or product-based business is really understand the people that they are doing something for and then just constantly delivering them, um, you know, their service or product for the best results or for, you know, an experience or just knowing and understanding them to the point where they're really trying to help them. When you just focus on that, which I know I get it. It's hard sometimes because you're in any kind of number of situations. Maybe you need more money. Maybe you need more, you know, clients. You need more whatever it might be. If you just focus on helping the people that are right in front of you, it just grows. I promise you that. It just grows because then you're really taking care of what matters and they will take care of you. So we're going to talk a lot and we're going to go even further in, in, on all that. But I, I want to queue up Jennifer's bio because it's, it's incredible when I read it. Uh, she's got like a million awards as well, too, um, which I can tell are, are easily uh, earned. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned her name, Jennifer Prince, RNBSN, CANS. She's going to have to tell me what these different ones mean here in a minute. <laughs> um, but uh, as I mentioned, founder and owner of Institute of Aesthetics. It's a beauty and wellness uh, an elite aesthetic training center in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I have her here in the studio. 
Um, and it provides uh, advanced training in new injector immersion courses. She's going to talk about this as well. Uh, she's a registered nurse, as I mentioned, and a certified aesthetic nurse specialist through the International Society of Plastic Surgical Nurses. Um, guys, just so you understand, there's a lot that actually goes into the background. Uh, these types of certifications are not easy, and there's quite a bit of, of training and learning. So when I say that these, uh, these different um, uh, certifications, uh, at least that I've learned from a past guest and a mutual friend of ours, uh, she's also the graduate of Vanderbilt University, Grand Canyon University, and has worked in the industry of aesthetic medicine for many years, holds a bachelor's of science in both nuclear medicine and nursing. So do you guys get what I'm saying here in terms of her training? Uh, brings over 15 plus years experience, training and education are her true passions. She's also developed a nationally recognized aesthetic mentor group, a journal club, and offers business and development services. She's a national trainer, both privately and as uh, a Galderma. Is that how I said that right? Galderma. 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 Uh, and a GNNOW aesthetic a trainer and an allergen AMI ambassador trainer. She was voted top 10 by the best injectors of America board, sits on the Women's Council for Facial Aesthetics board, and recently was nominated as a global innovation leader of aesthetics. Uh, she co uh, continues to educate herself by attending advanced and international training opportunities. And when I mean, when she was telling me her background, this woman has been dedicated to her craft for a very long time and still very, very young. So thank you for being on the show, Jennifer. I appreciate having you. Thank you for having me. I think I just look younger than I really am. Right. No, <laughs> I mean, industry. you know, we're, we're, you know what I say that if we really love what we do, we age very well. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. You know, I love when people mistake my age. Absolutely. <laughs> so, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, I mentioned before the show, the first, uh, first question is always the same is, how do we get here? Because I know we're going to be talking about, you know, it's easy to say helping people is the surest way to grow. Um, but I want people to understand how you got here uh, and, and you know, then we'll kind of go into it from there. Sure. So um, really kind of where I want this to go um, would be just how, you know, our background and how we grew up and how sometimes our insecurities um, really help us grow and how um, I got here. So uh, as you can see from my bio, I did nuclear medicine for a long time and, and was in the business realm of that and then had, um, you know, went through a really hard time in my marriage and had a divorce and had to get back into the workforce. And I think there's a lot of women that have been stay-at-home moms or maybe working part-time in this world. And, you know, when you're putting in a situation where you're a single mom, you have to make some choices. And so um, I actually went back to nursing school, even though at the time I felt like, you know, maybe that wasn't the smartest choice for me, but I did it. And um, gosh, you know, God put that in my life. Like right. it was totally my path. Um, and so when I got out, I, I went into um, plastic surgery and I worked for like no money for a long time. Um, but what it did for me was it allowed me to um, really just immerse myself in this, in this industry and um, learn a whole new craft. And uh, then at that point in time, uh, facial injectables was just becoming a thing. Right now, people actually go to nursing school to be an injector. But back in the day when my plastic surgeon said, hey, do you want to um, do this injectable thing? And I'm like, what is that? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Stick needles in people's faces for fun. That's that's good. Uh, so um, I did some training and then I, you know, with the background of wanting to know what's happening inside the face, 
I didn't feel confident. After a few days of training, I said, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm not good at it. I don't know when someone's being injected, what happens um, to the filler? Where is it being placed? Um, how would I handle a complication? Like, it goes on and on. And so I called up everyone I knew um, that were reps for Allergan and Galderma. And I said, uh, who in this industry actually does private training? And they gave me the names. And so I called and I did private training with these individuals and asked my questions. I was that like little nerd that had like a whole list of questions and people look at me like, oh my God, I don't want to train her. She's like bad. Um, So I asked all my questions and they didn't really have any answers for me. So I said, okay, well, who outside the state can I train with? So I started calling up just random people. Hey, you don't know me, but can I come and, you know, pay to shadow you? Can I come and learn from you? What can you teach me? And so I literally took every dollar that I made and then some like liquidated my savings just to train myself. Mm. So I became almost obsessed with it. Um, But why, right? Why did I do that? Because I was insecure. I um, didn't feel like I had um, enough to be the best. And so I think that's so important as to where I am today because um, if I had been that cocky girl that, you know, was dangerous and, and you know, just going to like fly by the seat of my pants and, and you know, learn as I go, then I think I would have a whole different world um, than I have right now. So anyway, I um, – worked for a long time. I built clients, um, mainly through just being humble and trying to give them love and recognizing their needs. And, uh, then started my own training center, uh, back several, well, gosh, it's been a long time now, uh, Allergan, which is owns right. Botox. They came to me and they said, Hey, we need trainers in the Valley and you've got the most education will you, will you train for us? And I was a a pretty newer injector at the time. And I said, um, I don't know if I'm qualified. And they're like, you're more qualified than anyone else. So I started training for them. And then I started traveling and training for them nationally. And then Galderma, which owns, uh, Disport and Restylane family fillers, they called and did the same thing for me. And then I, through training for those companies, um, as well as injecting um, with some several plastic surgeons in town, I realized that people just were being unsafe and people didn't have the education that they needed. And there's some larger training centers that come around and they train in hotels and, and, you know, you may get eight hours of training and there may be 50 people in your class and you're not really going to get that one-on-one, that hands-on training, that immersion And so that's when I um, set up my own business and I developed my own training platform and I illustrated my own training manual. And gosh, there were years of just like, I felt like all I was doing was grinding, you know, just trying to catch up, trying to to fill the void. And, uh, but I am, I made it over a year. I've got my brick and mortar business now and um, just successful beyond all belief. And so I'm just thankful that God put that in my path and that I followed it. And um, that's that's my story. That's your story. Well, there's a lot of really good things in there. Um, you know, yeah, you're a year in with the with this the Institute of Aesthetics. Mm-hmm. But um, I said something similar on a similar podcast. It's more like 
15 plus years oh, yeah. and the year, right? Right, right. It was all of those years that led me to yeah, this year. Yeah. Yes. And I make I make that distinction for mm-hmm. people who are listening who they are just jumping into like a new industry or a new area and mm-hmm. saying, well, I, I'm going to make it in a year. Like, okay, listen to this woman here who she's on 16, 17, 18, 19 years. Yeah, you know, yeah. let, let's look at that trajectory. And the other thing I was going to say too is it's interesting how we um, – okay, I agree with you that you're saying it was an insecurity for you and not knowing the info and and wanting to know more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's also dedication to your mastery and your craft because you didn't – it's also being honest with yourself. I don't feel comfortable enough doing something without knowing a little bit more. And I get it. Sometimes we right. can we can go we can do the whole analysis paralysis, right? Which happens to a lot of people where there'll never be enough information. Engineers are usually like that, yeah. you know. Speaking of, I have engineers in the family. It's the only way I know that. So I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but you know, um but so it's okay to to have an understanding of yourself of like I'm not comfortable necessarily doing certain things without knowing a little bit more. And if only more people did that because you weren't necessarily looking at the um, short-term gains that a lot of people usually try to do right away where they just want to jump right into something because it's it may change their career or their money you're like no if i'm going to do this i want to do it appropriately yeah you know? and even with that client base you know when i when i started my business yeah. my you know where i had to hire employees and i had to sign a lease and i had to go through all of that i mean there were moments where i was in tears, <laughs> not knowing if I was strong yeah. enough. You know, I, yeah. I'll never forget like my, I'd already signed a lease and then um, went to the bank and they turned me down for my business loan. And I had great credit, but I didn't have like, um, you know, you have to have like profit and loss statements and all right. of these things. And so they're like, oh, you don't have enough to show me that you're qualified for this loan. And so I was crying to my daughter probably shouldn't have done. But honestly, that's been the best thing ever is for my two daughters to learn um, what I went through and and where I am now and see what they can do. But she goes, mom, but if you don't ever try, you're never going to (laughs) know. Like This is your opportunity to live your dream. And I had to sit there and I go, I'm like, okay, she was 13 at the time. My 13 year old daughter is telling me this. Wow. Right. Kids are I, smart. I have to do it for her, right? Yeah. I have to show them yeah. that I'm strong enough to do it. And the people, you know, the people that I've been able to help along the way, um, you know, I call it my circle of growth. Right. Uh so you know, what I what I realized is what I needed back then when I was insecure and I couldn't find, I have become for other people. So it's a bigger purpose for me. So I take other people and I do um, an apprenticeship program. So, um, and it's been my little pet project that I'm trying to get the world to to recognize and start doing on their own as well. But uh, they actually train under me for a full year. Mm. And during that time, I'm giving them, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of my own education, but also I'm letting them see things like I see things. Um, because we can only, our brains can only comprehend just a small amount of things at a time, right? So I can give them an immersion training and I can tell them everything that I know and I can put my million percent of my energy into them. But they can only get a couple things out of it. So if they're there with me a year, they're going to get a whole lot more. 
And so then now what they do is they apprentice their own. So I have like a little pyramid of apprentices, which is really amazing to see happen. And they're now educators in my business. And that's how I've really grown my businesses through me training people. And then now they, they train people. You know, it's, um, it's not surprising because when you were first getting out into the market many years ago, you couldn't find it. Right. And how did that feel? It didn't feel good. No. And so you went and paid and traveled around the world to learn all this stuff, which I hope also that was one of the things I was going to say too, is I hope anybody listening understands that like, if you're really passionate about something, like go, just go wherever you need to go to like, go learn it, you know? Right. And, and in your case, you're like, Hey, I, you called people up cold call mm -hmm. and said, I'll just come pay you. It's fine. I just want to, I want to shadow you. So I hope people took that away, but that to come full circle, circle of growth, as you say, mm -hmm. that now you're offering that because it wasn't taught a, the way um, you needed to, or at all, actually in your case, way back when, and then b in the way that it was as safe and what you've come to really master yourself and continue to keep mastering. So like, of course, you you basically have to set the market now. You have to set that tone and give that back out to the world so that they we can they they can learn the way that you couldn't before that you or they could, <laughs> but this is better to do it this way, you know, yeah. with you. So I commend you on that. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So when this idea, okay, so when they're doing the program, are they also seeing you with all the clients as well too? Like yeah. are they, they're inje injected right, mm -hmm. no pun intended again. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that, that yeah. pun, but um, you know, um, you're, you're, and you were saying even beforehand how you're not even, um, uh, you'll take more clients, but that's not the case. Like it's just that you're not actively marketing and doing that. I don't that because take new clients any longer. You don't take any new clients no. anymore. I get a lot of haters for that actually. Um, Go all in then. Go I all know, in on them. This is your so, chance. This is your so, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I mean, mainly from clients, right? right? Because when you're on a social media platform and you're posting your work mm -hmm. and I believe that I'm an artist, um, right. I'm actually a sculptor. Um, I'm a painter. I write. I do. I, I have a lot of art in me. And so this is my way yeah. of expressing art through someone's face um <laughs> really it's, Sounds... it's it's so beautiful <laughs> it's such a beautiful story but um so uh yes so through that um no, it happens actually on here. Well, because we were we were talking about like you don't take on any more clients, oh, yes, and a yes. lot of people, you know, and, and I, by the way, and I get it. A lot of people would hate on something like that, you know, like what do you mean you're not going to take any more clients, or well, how I want I want to come to yeah, you, or whatever yeah. it might be, any number of things, but they don't go they don't go see it. yeah, yeah so, go for it. So then they'll call my practice and and ask for an appointment with me. And then when my receptionist will say, "Oh, she's no longer taking new clients," and then. Uh, but she has other injectors that she's trained in our practice. And, right. and they'll say, oh, well, we want someone with 10 plus years of experience. And who would she refer me to that? And, you know, it's like, okay, well, do you know her? Because she's actually trained the, the – she would not have anyone in her practice. She is the market. Right. <laughs> she so she wouldn't have someone in her practice that she didn't train. Right. So she's not going to refer you to someone she didn't train. Right. right? Exactly. So I, I think – I just have to teach people like to trust it, right? right, right. I, I'm I would not offer someone in my practice would not trust someone with your face, right. um, unless I thought that they were exceptional and and just as good as I am. And by no means do I think that I'm an expert. I have real issues with people claiming to be experts in this industry. Right. In any industry. In any industry, <laughs> I think that we 
you know, we do our best. Yeah. I can say that I'm going to give you my everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, always. Yeah. And that's the best we can do. Well, yeah. I mean, um, expert's a funny word because um, mastery takes a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, um, and are you the most equipped? Yes. Does that mean that some new thing that has never happened to anybody else before suddenly happened? It could. Yeah. Yes. And thank God you're there <laughs> because yeah. if because you'd be the most equipped to handle it. You know right. what I mean? But yeah, I, I get it. That the word expert is kind of funny because we're always learning. We're It's always evolving. And technology is always evolving and science is always evolving. Right. 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 I know we had talked kind of about, you know, there's actually – Everyone thinks that my industry is very glamorous, right? You know, um, you know, nurses go to nursing school to be a nurse injector, um, but there's a whole psychosocial side to it that right. absolutely I'd love to talk about. Yeah, we we can go on. And for anybody listening, so you know, a lot of we're talking about a lot of um, like plastic surgery, um, that we facial injectables, facial injectables, all like anything that um, on the outside world that you see as the result. But there's a lot. There's a lot more that actually goes on too. So feel free to talk about um, what you're dealing with. With, with um, well, we can either talk about from the industry as a whole, like with the clients, you know, what they go through, mm-hmm. and also, and then eventually, I want to also get back to them, like what you were kind of learning when you were telling me earlier about in you in you building of the of the business as well. Yeah, so, yeah. But first, let's let's start with the 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 the, the clients, the clients for sure. Yeah. So, um, well. You know, we live in Scottsdale. Right. Right. So right. I don't know that the world understands, like, Scottsdale's the number one place for facial injectables in the country. We surpass Beverly Hills. So if if everybody outside of the U.S. is listening to this, <laughs> they go, <laughs> yeah. Scott, like, what? Scottsdale's become known around the world. Yeah, but it yeah, is. But, it but, is. but yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. It is More crazy. Than Beverly Hills. More than Beverly Hills. So are they Hills. coming here from California? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually have patients yeah. fly, fly all over the world to yeah. see me. Yeah, cool. it's It's pretty cool. But um, I'm not worthy. You know? <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> but yes, so, you know, every day, you know, they don't come to me. I think that's. They're not coming to my practice or to me for my skill. Yes, to some degree, yes, they are. Okay, however, they are coming to me for how I make them feel, right? Right. So there's a whole thing. I love to actually do a lot of business classes on emotional loyalty. Mm. So people will say, oh, my God, I'm struggling. I'm like, I can't get two or three clients a day, Jen. How do you – how are you not – taking new clients? How are you booked four or five months out? Like they think I'm lying, right? Right. And they're like, what are you doing? What is that sauce, that magic sauce? Right. And it's really about how you make people feel. Yeah. So, you know, even down to, you know, I have medical assistants that assist me, but I'm the one that I'm going out into the lobby and I'm meeting that patient personally. Why do I do that? Because I want to touch them. Right. Right. I also want to give them a little, I call it a dose of energy. So I feel like I can control that energy vibe that I give out. I, I'm in control of it. So I give them a little dose, right? right? To say, oh, you're comfortable. Like you, you belong here. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's a, this is a okay. good environment. It's, it's all about, you know, w- when you live your brand. Right. My Thank brand. You. Yes. Live, live in the brand. I even dress the brand. Yeah. My practice is my brand. My smell is my brand. My business looks and smells and tastes and everything like my brand, right? <laughs> and and you have to, you do, because Absolutely. really and truly, like 
I have clients that'll be like, oh my gosh, I went in somewhere else and I smelled your smell, Jen. So like I have like a, it's a Zoom mist smell that my office always, it smells like that, you know? And they're like, it reminded me of you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it brings them all back, but you know, I'll take them back and they, um, and then we'll have a talk. And I always talk to them first about what um, they love about their face. And so before they get to talk about things, I'll like say, negative. yeah, yeah, they don't just, no negative words exactly. are allowed in my chair. Like I am cool. really big on that one. Good. Yeah. We say, well, would you like to enhance? There you go. Enhance. Like all beautiful words. So, um, and then I, and then I touch them. Right. And so it allows me to see, are they receptive of that? Do they need that? Um, most times they start telling me their whole story, right? All of us service industry people like hairdressers and things like that we get people's life stories. They just like so many times we're not touched. No one wants to hear our stories. The world is all about like me, 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 me. I give them them. Yeah. And then I make them feel cared for and I make them feel beautiful. And that is my secret sauce. That, that feeling. Well, you know, it's, and it should be learned by everybody. Um, I've seen some really great businesses do that. Um, and I've seen many more not. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because if you just put the people at the forefront and you take care of them and you understand their needs mm-hmm. and you make them feel like it's okay, whatever it is they're trying to do and in, in any service and in any, you know, in anything, right? But giving them that space to, to be vulnerable, especially if they're doing something as intimate as, you know, changing something on their face yes. and enhancing something. And, and I mean, that's, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Right? Um, right. On a physical level, it's yeah. a very big deal. It's, it goes so deep because, I mean, some of these people maybe were ridiculed about something as a child and they start talking about it and they bawl their eyes out in front of me, yeah. you know? So it's like the the ability for me to change that or to help them, it goes so far beyond what all of these people think they're getting into the industry for. Well, and the fact that you said the words like enhance and like not negative, because then you're also helping inadvertently change the mindset that's going on as well too. Like, oh, no, you're already beautiful or you're already fine. Mm -hmm. We're just tweaking something because of this situation um, because I don't want you to, you know, go down unless you're trying to, unless you're trying to heal something internally, but it's Mm -hmm. like, but that, but it's an, or it's, it's basically enhancing like, hey, you're already fine. Yes. But I get it. Like, so we'll, we'll, we'll make the changes because, you know, often if people don't have, the physical, the outer and the inner lined, it can, it'll never be enough, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I laugh and I say, I, I have, you know, a list of therapists that I refer to every day. Oh, I can imagine. I'm probably like, you know, filling their, their schedules right? <laughs> weekly. Do, does that, does that happen often where, um, either before they come to you, do you recommend people before they come to you? If it be, if you're, if you're sensing that, you know, they may not, needed okay so either they may not need it but right. you're sensing something that's right. internal that's happening it's actually through i i do it's called my red flag check okay. right so when when they're in my that's chair great. and we're doing a consultation i have little things that i look at like one of them is you know if they can't tell me what they love about their face right mm. so we should all be able to say something we love about ourselves it's ourself right yeah. it's so sad how many women can't beautiful women Women that sometimes are models or maybe they're on television or, you know, other people look up to them and they can't say a single positive thing about themselves. It's really heartbreaking. So that's one red flag. Another red flag, sometimes they they won't hold a, hold a mirror, right? So you give them a mirror to look at themselves. They won't even look at themselves. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So if they have some of these things, I, you know, it's clear sign that they have body dysmorphic disorder and body dysmorphic disorder is a true disease. Mm-hmm. And I definitely refer out to that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I've helped a lot of people through that. Yeah. You know, I feel like you're, you're putting like integrity into an industry, you know, that it's, it's warranted. Oh goodness. It's unfortunately this industry, there are a lot of people that are in it for the dollar. Right. right? Of course. Right. The almighty dollar. And, and listen, people, I can tell you, I've had that almighty dollar and it does not make you happy. Right. If anything, it makes you really hollow. Yeah. More of already what you are, right? Is uh, Will Smith or whoever said that. It's it's just, it just enhances what you already were. Yeah. And, And honestly, I think sometimes people that don't have it, you know, I grew up in a small town in Tennessee with very little. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, when people say, okay, where are you going to end up one day, Jen? Like, what's your end goal? And I'm like, in a small town in Tennessee <laughs> with very little, you All know, right. it's, it's, it's really about going back to basic. Yeah. Cause that's, really you is. know, when you can really find that inner happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up. It's interesting as, um, you know, as I, I get older and I get rid of more, I expand more at the same time, but like, you know, minimum, you know, in in like minimalism in a lot of ways, you know, like, uh, and it's funny how, um, what you just said also reminded me of, you ever heard of that, that whole story about the the fisherman down in Mexico where like the big tycoon goes to this fisherman. No, tell me the story. So the fisherman, so this, this, there's this fisherman, um, he's on a boat and he comes back in and, and there's this like, you know, corporate wealthy businessman from America. And he's like, Oh, you know, that's a nice haul you had today. And I'm paraphrasing all the story. But he goes, that's okay. a nice haul you had today. And then the fisherman goes, oh, thank you. And, uh, and he goes, do you ever think about, you know, um, you know, building that, you know, even more, that business even more? And he goes, well, why would I want to do that? He's like, well, because then, you know, you can have um, two or three boats and you can get even more fish. And the fisherman goes, well, why would I want to do that? Right. And he goes, well, because then you can set up a whole, like, you know, distribution plant and you can have, you know, you know, tons of workers and, and uh, you know, and import so much fish to the United States. And he goes, why would I want to do that? And he's like, because then you could be making millions doing this, this, and that. And, you know, he goes, well, why would I want to do that? He goes, because then you can, you know, have this massive house for your wife and family and do all this stuff. And and then he goes, well, why would I do that? And he goes, so, you know, then when you continue to build the business, you can get it so far off to a point where you can just sell it. And he goes, well, why would I do that? He's like, so you can then retire and go live on a boat in Mexico. Yeah, right. Which that is that, which is so amazing that you say that because it actually brings me to something that I learned this year about yeah. myself. You know, when I first started like my brick and mortar business, I thought, you know, I, I'm one of these. I'm a dreamer, right? I'm a dream board girl. I'm at huge aspirations, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to set up an institute here, and then an institute all over the country. You know, and I had these big, huge aspirations, and then, you know. Through this process, I'm like, you know what? It's actually okay to be elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely. okay to be small. It actually um, can be better. Yeah. So it, it's it's funny how I've changed from where I wanted to go to where I am right now, and where my new visions are are. You know, it's um it's come full circle for sure. But I don't have aspirations of growing and growing and growing. And you know, I actually had a, a big corporate company talk to me this year about um, acquiring me. And I'm like, why would I want? No, right. my company is not for sale. That I mean, 
you're asking to buy me. Yeah. Right? And I'm I, not for sale. Right. And um, they were just astonished that I would say you that. You mean you don't want any more what money. Do you mean? Yeah. No, thank you. I'm <laughs> yeah. all good. I appreciate it. There's a great book called Profit First. Have you heard of this? I haven't no. finished. I'm halfway through it. Um, and he talks about that, that, um, that idea of elite and just doing a job so well and building a business and a company so well that um, you gain in value and it's maybe only five or ten of you. Um, and the costs, you know, stay relatively, wow. you know, low, but that a lot of times people with the big aspirations go, well, I have this company. I want more people. I want to make more money. I get more people. I want to make more money. I make more, get more people. And they do this, this whole trajectory, but the costs go up yes. at the same pace as the sales go up. So really you're, they're sitting on these like billion dollar companies, but there's no, the, the margins are still the same and the costs right. are still the same. So like everything's gone up proportionately. Including the stress. Yes. So stress which would you and control. And control. So which would you rather have? Be more of like, oh, let me mold and shape, you know, this um, from this perspective and let the value of it go up while the costs stay relatively, you know, even and, and low. Absolutely. So. I've you know, I've changed my focus on building my team that are true like a women's tribe, right? So I mean, we do some really cool things. You know, I had like a hypnotist come in and we did um, deep hypnosis as a group to look at what was holding us back in our lives. You know, so, so when we look at, you know, bringing back that emotional loyalty, like not only with clients, but with my team, you know, I've now given them a new career. I've given them clients. I've given them growth. I'm helping them holistically grow on the inside. And, and so do you think they're going to leave me? <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to. <laughs> they right, want, why, right, would they, why would they want to? Right. Well, they're living the same philosophy probably as you because right. you're all, you know, rolling the and boat together. Yeah. It's special. You know? So it's, it's, um, it's really great. Like feeling like you go to work every day and like the people that you're with, you love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good feeling. How many, how many, um, uh, employees do you There's have? There's six of us. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. It is a tribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and they probably really appreciate um, what you've done, you know, and that um, you're, it's all inclusive and mm -hmm. it's, you know, I grow, you grow, we all grow Absolutely. mentality. We all row this boat together. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure they definitely look up to you because of like all that you've done and how you're building it. But at the same time, they also probably feel like you're that, you know, person with them in the, in the battlefield of oh, you know, sure. life and, and building and, and evolving. Yeah. You know? I carry them. They carry me. There you go. Right. Right. That's so true. And you know, I want every business person that's listening to this show <laughs> to, that's in corporate America with some, you know, high title job to think about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I do want to ask yes. obstacles you didn't see coming. Oh yeah. You know, those, because so we keep it very real for everybody as, sure. as awesome as all this evolution is in the business and, and in the, in your life. Um, what didn't you see coming, you know, especially in, in a brick and mortar business? Yeah. And, you know, well, you know, I thought that because I'd been in the business for so long, right. That, and I had run the business for other surgeons. Right. Right. I'm like, oh, this is cake. <laughs> yeah. <Shit>. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I didn't understand was that me being a dream mentality, right? I'm a dreamer. Right. Right. So I call it Jenny Land. I live in my little land a lot of times. <laughs> it's a happy place. But um, what I didn't realize was that, you know, you have to think about legality and covering um, a lot of the business paperwork stuff, um, you know, like hiring an accountant, 
um, hiring an attorney to do all of your contract work, you know, um, really setting forth a true business plan. And so for those of you that are trying to start a business and are jumping into the industry, you know, you've got to think about all of that stuff that's not so fun, that's not dreamy. And so that was that was one of my biggest downfalls. So well said. I'm I'm glad you said that too because I think there's a lot of people that um don't. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I mean, I'm an artist too. I get it. I love being creative. I love art. I love um, designing. I love doing all kinds of writing, everything you can imagine. But if we don't um, respect it mm. and build infrastructure and a foundation around it then it may not be here tomorrow Absolutely. if I'm not careful. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I, I think that's sometimes what I, I, if I can give any from like the more of the creative and the art, because a lot of people just want to do the work. I get it. Like they, you know, they love their work or they love the creativity. They love whatever it might be. Um, but I, I always ask people like, just if you were to protect it, like if you were, what would you do to protect that you have that privilege and that honor? And then it kind of shifts them a little bit to thinking about like, oh, I guess like, yeah, like do the fucking paperwork. Yes. <laughs> you know? like, that's basically yeah. like now it's like go do, the, go, go do the paperwork because it's it's showing the respect not to anybody else. It's showing respect to you like because right. you love doing this so much, right? right. So it's definitely – there's a relationship with your with your business that you also have too. Absolutely. You know? Just like you do with people and partners and everything else, right? Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, you're probably – Okay, so you're very visible on social media. So I can imagine the amount of people that reach out to you as well, too. It's crazy. I can, and, and not just clients. What about people who want to get in the industry? Oh, everyone. Right? Yes. yes. Um, how is that? How is the industry as a whole? Like, what's your advice? Because oh, I feel like there, there's probably – that's probably a whole other show, but I mean, we, yeah. can, we can condense it. But, I mean, you can go on a tear as well. we got oh, lots yeah. of time. So, you oh, know. no, it's okay. It's um, – you know, this one of the reasons why this is the center for facial aesthetics is because there are, like I said, are um, there are a lot of young girls that are wanting to get into the industry, that are trying to get into the industry. The regulations in the state of Arizona are very lax, uh, so there are a lot of, you know, in my opinion, and I'm gonna get some haters probably from this one, but the whole salon suite thing is just crap. Why? Um, well. I get it from a corporate standpoint that there was a lot of real estate and someone was brilliant to think, oh, let's take some old dilapidated buildings and like turn them into little suites so people can own their own business. And I, um, for service industry, I'm not saying I don't think people should own their own business. I'm a true advocate for business ownership. So let me start with that. However, like what we do um, or what I do is a medical treatment. And it should be treated as such. Mm. And I think that there are a lot of these suites that don't even have running water in a sink. And they are dealing with bloodborne pathogens. And they're injecting um, without supervision and without complication management. I mean, we can blind people. Mm. We can necrose tissue. You know, we can do things that are very harmful. It is a true medical um, treatment. So I think it's important that we we own that and we respect it and that we set a standard. So for those people going into the industry just to be a business owner and they think they're going to pay a thousand dollars for a salon suite and inject people on the side and, and make money, you know, I would just say, and continue to invest in your education, mm -hmm. you know, 
um, don't expect someone else to give you education. You know, the industries pay me to come train. Yes, but am I, that is on label training. That is not advanced training. So you need to invest in your own education. You know, um, it's interesting. I, I hadn't actually thought about that, um, what you just said, but it's scary. It's yeah. some scary shit. It's scary. To be, to be honest with you. There's uh, people injecting out of their homes. There's right. people injecting out of hotel rooms. There's people putting things that are, you know, there was, you know, it's been on the news. There's been cases where they're importing from other countries and you don't know what these products are and people are getting injured and it's really scary. And so it looks glamorous and everyone wants to get into it for money, but they, they don't understand that it's, it's truly a medical treatment. Yeah, but and that's you know you see this in every industry, but uh, it's very important in the medical. Um, When people are watching this and they, you know, I'm going to get into that, I want to do that, and it's like for the glamour and for the money and all these different things, and they shortcut everything. Everything, and like it's it's so more harmful than they know. Yeah, it's harmful to them in the long run. They won't be here tomorrow. <laughs> right. But in the short term, how that can actually impact people and their health and other, you know, and you know, and, and it's like if you're too if you're so concerned for this short term well being without looking at your long term mastery and craft and the people you're taking care of, you're actually doing more harm than you could possibly imagine. Absolutely. So my advice for those people, if you're if you're going into it for the money, choose another path. You know, if you're going into it because you want a career where you could truly help people, then you're on the right track. They should call you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I probably, I'd say anybody listening, like, just call Jennifer. Just do yourself a favor. This is the shortcut. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Jennifer true. is the shortcut. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the details, you know, mm-hmm. and again, this kind of goes back to like, because you, you have a background in it. You, you know, you have a medical background, you have a nursing background, you have, you know, all of this training, you have all this education so of course the details matter to you. So it's oh, hard. Sure. It's, it's got to be hard when you see anybody coming out that's not into the details. You're like, no, 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 stop! Like, stop! You don't, you right. don't understand what you're doing. You know, um, what, what's, what, what can they do? Okay, okay. Let me first start with that question. What can they do in terms of investigating the path? Because it's hard sometimes. This happens in any industry. You know, they see enough people doing things a certain way for that to become the truth. Absolutely. So I think, you know, if you're um, in nursing school right now and you're looking into how to get into the industry, I think taking, making choices that give you that education, right? Go in trying to get preceptorships in the OR so that you could work with plastic surgeons, right? Or going into dermatology so that you're, you're getting that skin background. Um, if you're just getting training, like through an immersion program, um, taking a job at a medical spa that has an apprenticeship program that allows um, for mentorship and for training, you need um, a minimum of, you know, five trainings your first year. And you need to build upon that and starting out slow and easy and, and doing things that you feel comfortable with and then growing as you as you grow with your education too. Um, I think, you know, starting your own business as a branding injector is not a real smart idea um, unless you have someone that can mentor you. So right. looking for a mentor um, in this industry is huge. 
Yeah. And I, I like how um, open you are on your social media with showing a lot of the details of the, of the process and the, you know, documenting your journey. Yeah. I think that that, that also, um, you know, I think, let me, let me tell you why I was saying that is because I feel like a lot of people, they're afraid they want to dive right in and, and start making the money right away, et cetera. And, and, um, for whatever other reasons, whereas like, no, it's actually don't, don't worry about looking a certain way. In fact, if you document what you're doing in front of everybody, they'll come to you even more because they see like, oh, wow, this person's different mm-hmm. because they care about the details you and they, they care about the learning. You got to be vulnerable. got to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is the greatest strength ever. Yeah. And I still, I mean, I said this on a podcast on Monday, it still cracks me up when people, you know, think it's a weakness and I get it. It's just mm-hmm. from their training, from generational training and all that stuff, but uh, vulnerability is the single biggest strength. It will get you faster wherever it is you want to go. It helps you connect. Yeah. Right? I can connect yeah. to someone in two minutes just by by being vulnerable. Yeah. By getting to the truth. That's right. You know? The real, real. Yeah, the real, real. That's awesome. What, what, do, you, what do you have coming up? Anything like new? Anything launching? Anything yeah, fun so, going on? Um, I just was in Sweden for uh, Galderma's new product innovation team, which was amazing. I got to nerd out with the scientists that developed hyaluronic acid filler. So, <laughs> just when you talk like that, because uh, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it was really cool. These, these two little guys um, sitting in a... Um, sitting in a lab yeah. that developed filler, right? Yeah. And so um, I get really excited about science. But uh, I have um, – uh, I do – I have a, a few more trainings this year. And then um, opening up next year, I have um, some bigger trainings. Like I'm involved in um, the Aesthetic Next. I have um, – I'm a, um, on the core team, so the core curriculum. So we're working on doing a new certification for facial inject- injections. So mm-hmm. facial, like facial injectors will actually have the ability to then start submitting their education so that they can get credentialed. Um, and I'm on that team. So we're, we're going to be working on that next year um, with some facial plastic guys and some other injectors across the country. So um, that is um, the big Aesthetic Next second um, conference is going to be in April. And then I have um, Galderma and Allergan, um, you know, their corporate trainings um, in the beginning of the year. And uh, I do um, peer-to-peers. I do about four a week. So I, mm. I'm busy doing those trainings. And then I do uh, four or five um, aesthetic immersion trainings per year. Do you sleep? Not much. <laughs> Working on that sleep? one. I sleep? really want to sleep. Yeah. I, I, I started, um, I wasn't out of fear of, um, like, you know, cause I, I love working. Um, and well, just because it's all integrated life and work. Yeah. Um, but then I started, um, really getting more into like the science and, the um, you know, cellular memory and understanding like neurological, like makeup of like what sleep does and, and how, you know, that eight hours is everything. Yeah. It changed, it, it literally changes my productivity and, you know. But just making sure to actually go to sleep at like nine thirty. Oh, I'm like a hermit. I go to bed at like eight thirty or nine. God bless you. I'm I'm trying to get closer to nine because I do get up at four forty five. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, as if I, if I can get closer to nine, I'm cool. Like yeah. I, I I like I know, and it, it's funny how we don't value it. We we think it's funny when we're when we're much younger. Like oh. Who goes to bed at 8 30, 9 o'clock? Me. Me. Now, like, I look at it, I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. I'm like, I'm living the day. You guys oh, hate sure. your days. I'm living the day, you know? Yes. I was like, so I get to night, I'm like, I'm cool. I'm lounging out. 
a read, go to bed or something. It's funny. I always laugh. So I was up at 3.30 this morning, not by choice, just because my brain doesn't shut off. But That happens too. Um, I actually like – I can get so much done in that like – 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. time yeah. frame. I mean, like, it's my power. Yeah. It's my power time. Yeah. I uh, I just read this book by Robin Sharma, The 5 a.m. Club. I liked it so much I asked him to come on the show. And he's like, hey, talk to my assistant. <laughs> but it's yeah. uh, it talks about what's actually happening between, um, you know, that early, 4 a.m., mm-hmm. but uh, 5 a.m. to 6 and, and beyond. If you can really conquer that 4 or 5 a.m. till about 8 or 9, like, forget it. You own the day. Yeah. And what actually happens when um, – with the 5 a.m. club is 20, 20, 20. You get up, you go right into movement. So go running or go um, to the, you know, the gym or do something, do some form of activity for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. or 30 just to break that sweat, get the heart going first and then jump into a meditation or, or like gratitude or whatever it might be. Um, and then the third would be uh, the third 20 minutes is something related to your, your world of business, um, whether it's, you know, within your industry or just anything you want to know when you're mastery, all that stuff. And, conquering your morning they say elevate your morning elevate your life like it's true the clarity like you're going to essentially end up working it's not that you work less hours but like you're just so efficient in the hours that you're doing things you're so much more productive and you get like everything done you just feel so much more in control of your day totally so my neighbors probably think that i'm a freak um <laughs> i do morning grounding so That's i go awesome. out barefoot Perfect. And do some sun salutations or some meditation um, in my grass every morning. And um, yeah, they like if someone saw me, they'd probably think I was a little like I lost it. But or or they'd be like, you seem really happy. Yeah. Uh, What's your secret? Right. I know. I just started. I started doing a little bit more of like the the grounding with the the feet, you know, Mm -hmm. walking outside like in the grass and stuff like that every now Mm -hmm. and then. It, It just it just. Like nature, or like I've been doing a lot of the hikes, like up up north a little bit, um, whether it's Sedona or Pace, not Pace, and um, Lynx Lake or all these places. Like I mean, just nature, like the grounding of what it does to you. I come home even that much more creative each time. I'm like constantly journaling. Oh, I can do this. We can do that. You yes, know? it's amazing. Inspirational, right? Where can um, where can where can people find out about you? Sure. So, um, my personal Instagram yeah. or um, is Jennifer Prince Aesthetics. Uh, my business is called Institute of Aesthetics. My website is instituteofaesthetics.com. You can go on to my blog and read how to get into the industry about um, my personal path that I took to get um, to where I am today. And um, all of our information on our location is on our website. That's awesome. And you were telling me before the show, uh, how'd you start your your Instagram profile? Uh, my daughter actually started right. it for me. She's That's... seven. She just turned seventeen on Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. So um, yeah, and I started about six seven years ago, and I never bought a follower. I never paid for See? promotions. So you get it. Um, authentically, like I just engaged with people that yeah. I was drawn to, and. Here I am today. It's uh, it's been beautiful. Yeah, and, and I, you know how I feel about that because I speak out against it all the time about yeah. people who have to like don't buy the following. Like just let the people who need to follow right. you enjoy the journey, and then they become your customers, your clients, your um, your colleagues, uh, your um, you know mentees, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important that your engagement is your true engagement, right? right? So yeah. like. I mean, a yes. robot is not going to do me any good for my business. So it's all about this fabrication or this, I mean, people are paying for this and they think that it matters and it really doesn't because those aren't your clients. No, you know, and and I feel bad for the people who get duped into it. They mostly get duped into it because it's like um, they're in Hollywood or they're with influencer agencies and like, oh, well, you need to have this and you need to have that. So they have a bunch of other people who have no effing clue 
right. <laughs> telling right. them how the to go ruin the blind. Go, yeah, the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Exactly. Ruining their like, you know, listen, go if you're really truly about building something, go be and become influential from mm-hmm. your body of work and your life. Yeah. And that'll just naturally yeah. grow. And it. be like, vulnerable. And be you know? vulnerable. The vulnerability yeah. like just skyrockets everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't That's, post boob photos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's funny when um it's funny when you see the uh the boob photos and then um and then there's like a very deep deep you know convo below and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, all right, like so you were just trying to get their attention and now you're gonna have a a deep convo, but then like you're wondering why it's only dudes that are following you, but you're trying to reach and impact women, right. but then like there's like this whole like mix yeah. match of everything. I'm like, look, just. Just be yourself. Just be you. Just yeah. Be yourself. A funny story before we go. I um a few years back I took a photo of me in like a sun hat and it was gonna be like a a post about wearing sunscreen, but I had a bikini top on. I actually lost followers. Uh, my followers don't want to see my breasts they're they're like just show us the surgery just show show me what you can do to my face (laughs) jennifer it's not about you this whole account was about me you gotta go (laughs) thank you thank you no seriously thank you for sharing that so i hope everybody's listening to that you know they're like wait a minute and then they're all the only thing that they probably heard not my followers my followers are cool they'll listen they'll listen but i feel like other people the only thing they'd hear is wait uh, lose followers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like you're missing the point. I That's, know. Uh, amazing. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. so fun. And you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. you. Know, as you know, and I say on the show to everybody else, it's Journey Driven Podcast. So there's a lot of time left into this journey. And you're welcome back on, you know, three months, six months, a year from now. We can talk about what's been happening ever since uh, the things you just brought up that were coming up whatever you want or a whole different topic or you just want to vent. Oh, yeah. I'm always about venting. Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can yeah. imagine, especially in, in your industry and then in general and just, you know, as you continue to evolve. So thank yeah. you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, for everybody listening, Jennifer Prince, please go check her out. Uh, Jennifer Prince Aesthetics on Instagram, right? And then Institute of Aesthetics on Instagram as well. Um, the website again? Uh, Institute of Aesthetics.com. Perfect. Make sure you guys go look her up. Um, there'll also be, um, in the show notes in this, you, in the episode, you'll also be able to find her that way as well too. So go please comment, follow her. Those of you that are interested with the industry, please just reach out to her. Like if you're doing research, that's why I say this every week. Like these guests are like, you can approach them. It's okay. Just be appropriate when you approach them, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't bombard them with like a million questions and, you know, but just, just be respectful, but, but they're here to, you know, to, to connect as well too. So um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. And for Jennifer Prince, for myself, Matt Gossman, and for the House of Sold separately, we are out.